0: hello super great kids i hope you had a happy week i'm happy because our podcast has been running for two years and we couldn't have done it without you so thank you all very much the story this week is from botswana a beautiful country in southern Africa. Now, here's a little warning. This story is rather sad. It's a little bit like the magic orange tree story, but it does have a happy ending. It's about a girl who lived with her stepmother and her stepsister. Does that sound like something you recognise? Yes, it's an African version of a Cinderella story. I first heard this story from a wonderful storyteller called Hugh Lupton, who heard this story when he was travelling in Southern Africa. Did you know that there are over 1,000 versions of the story we know as Cinderella told around the world? And each Cinderella character has a different name. In West Africa, she's called Chinye. In Scotland, she's called Rasheem Koti. And in England, Cap of Rushes. They're all the same character from the French version that we know as Cinderella. Now, in every Cinderella story, there's some sort of fairy godmother. But not always a kindly old woman like in the French version. In India, the fairy godmother is often a goat. In Russia, a tree which drops down the dresses. And in China, she's a red fish with golden eyes. I wonder what your fairy godmother would be like if you were going to tell your own version of Cinderella. Would she be a kindly old lady? Or an animal? Or a magical creature? Have a little think about what your fairy godmother would be like while I have a quick chat with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. What did you decide your fairy godmother would be like? Would she be old or young? And would she be a magical beast, like a winged horse or a unicorn? Or would she be a wild animal, like a wolf or a leopard? Now, it's time for our story. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then here is our Cinderella story from Botswana. Once upon a time in southern Africa, there was a man and a woman and they had a baby daughter, and they called her Kia, which means flower. And the years passed, and sadly the mother fell ill and died, and she was buried in the red earth not far from the king's fields. And the poor father was now on his own with a little girl, and every day he had to work, he had to take the cows up the hill to graze. So he took Kia with him. And as the years passed, she learned all about cows, how they played chase in the evenings, how they listened when she sang to them, how cows have best friends, how they like to be clean and to be brushed, and how some cows are good mothers and some were not. And Kia grew as tall and strong and skilful as any men herding cows in her village. Ten years passed. And one day, the father looked at his daughter and he thought, soon she's going to want to marry and I can't teach her the things that girls need to know. I must find myself another wife so she can have a mother to teach her these things. So there was a woman in the village whose husband had died and she had a daughter of her own. And they came to live in the homestead. But like all stepmothers in the Cinderella story, I'm sorry to have to tell you, she was a nasty piece. And from the minute she arrived, she hated Kia. But as for her own daughter, why, she loved her own daughter, who unfortunately was cross-eyed and had a piggy nose and was rather mean to Kia. And the stepmother gave most of the food to her piggy-nosed daughter and to Kia she gave very little. Every day, Kia would come back with the cows and fall asleep on the floor, listening to her tummy, which growled with hunger. And the weeks passed, and the months passed, and all she had to eat was berries and wild bird eggs and some milk from her father's cows, and she was stick-thin. One day... Kia was crouching by the edge of the lake where the animals went down to drink and she was dizzy with hunger when suddenly, out of the water, a fish appeared. It was a shining purple fish. Why all these tears? asked the fish. And Kia told the fish the whole sad story. And the fish said, come with me. And it opened its mouth and (coughs) swallowed Kia and carried her down, down, down beneath the water. Glug, 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 And then, bloop, she spat out Kia and Kia was in another world. A different watery world where the grass was green and the cows were glossy and fat and there were mango and avocado trees full of ripe fruit and there was cream and honey dripping from the trees. And Kia ate and ate and ate and drank and drank, and when she'd had enough, she wiped her mouth and went back to the fish, and it swallowed her, and then up, up, up it swan, and <coughs> it spat her out. And that night, for the first time in ages, she lay down on the earth floor in the homestead, And she slept with a smile on her face and her tummy full. And every day it was the same. She went with her father's cows and while they were noisily eating the grass, she went over to the lake and up popped the purple fish and it carried her down to the watery world with the fruit trees and the fat cattle. Glug, 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 glug. And she ate and she ate and she drank and she drank. And all the time she was eating and drinking, the purple fish was singing to her.
1: When I'm gone, Kia, Kia, do not cry. Please be brave, Kia, Kia, please be brave. Lay my bones, Kia, Kia, lay my bones in your mother's grave very gently. And then
0: Kia would nod to the fish and it would swallow her. (laughs) and carry her back up, 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 and boom, it spat her out. And there she was, back in her own world. The weeks passed, and the months passed, and the girl grew big and strong, and her face was glowing with health. And one day, she came home, and the stepmother looked at her and said, Where are you getting your food? And the girl shook her head and said nothing. And the stepmother reached into the fire and took out a stick. And she said, Where are you getting your food? And Kia lay down in her sleeping place on the ground and said nothing. And the stepmother raised the stick above her head and said, Where are you getting your food? And Kia closed her eyes and said nothing. Very well, I will find out. You could be sure of that, she said. And the next day, the stepmother asked her husband to track Kia and watch what happened. And that night, when he returned and the stepmother learned all about the purple fish, she said to her husband, I feel ill. I want some fish. Get me some fish. Go and fetch me that purple fish, and I will make you a nice fish stew and the husband didn't really want to go out into the dark night but his wife insisted and the husband said very well and he took his spear and he took a branch from the fire and he set off by the light of the moon until he came to a river and he looked into the water and there was the purple fish shimmering And he speared the fish and took it home to his wife, who laughed and threw it into the cooking pot. Well, the next day the girl went to the river and no fish came. And all day she waited, and by the end of the day she was hungry. And as she returned to the homestead, her stepmother said, Kia, you look hungry. Have some stew, some nice fish stew. And the girl, looked at the stew and shook her head and gave the bowl back to her stepmother and the stepmother and the stepsister slurped and burped and spat out the fish bones onto the floor and Kia lay down and turned her back to them and fell asleep with her tummy growling with hunger and she dreamed and in her dream she heard a song.
1: When I'm gone, kia, kia, do not cry. Please be brave, kia, kia, please be brave. Lay my bones, kia, kia, lay my bones. In your mother's grave, very gently. And the next morning... Kia got up before the sun
0: rose and she gathered together all the fish bones from the floor and she put them in a piece of cloth and tied them into a bundle and she walked the cows up past her mother's grave beside the king's fields and very gently she placed the fish bones in the red earth.
1: When I'm gone, kia, kia, do not cry, please be brave, kia, kia, please be brave, lay my bones, kia, kia, lay my bones, in your mother's grave, very gently.
0: Ankiya buried her head in her hands and cried for the purple fish and for her mother who could no longer feed her. And at the end of the day, as she trudged slowly back past her mother's grave, she stopped and looked. There was a beautiful purple flower which had risen up out of the earth, a flower with soft purple petals shimmering. And she looked at the flower. And as she looked up, she saw a brightly coloured cloth and upon it was a feast fit for a queen. And she ate and she ate and she ate and she pulled the cloth around her and she went home and she lay down and slept with her belly full. And the next day... The king's men who were working in the fields nearby saw that beautiful purple flower and the beautiful girl sitting next to it singing and they told the king about it and the king said to his men, bring me that flower, I want to see it too. But try as they might, none of the men could pluck it and the girl came back that evening and spread out her cloth next to the flower and just as before, the feast appeared. And this time, next to it, was a beautiful pair of leather sandals. And she ate and she ate and she drank and she drank. And just as she started to put on the sandals, she heard a sound. And she saw the king was coming across the fields with his men. And she jumped up and ran away as fast as she could. And you know what happened, don't you? One of the sandals was loose and she left it behind as she ran. And the king said, I will marry any girl in this country who can pluck this flower and fit this sandal. So the next night when the moon was full, the girls came. And the king said to them, I will marry whichever one of you picks this flower and fits this sandal. So they all tried to pick the flower, but none of them could do it. And they all tried to fit the sandal, and they squished their feet into that shoe, but not one of them could do it. And the king asked, are all the girls in the kingdom here? And one girl, with cross eyes and a piggy nose, said, No, my stepsister's asleep on the floor of our homestead, tired after looking after the cattle. But you wouldn't want to marry her. She smells of cow dung. But the king said, go now and fetch her. So she ran to get her and said, Kia, Kia, wake up, wake up, wake up. The king wants to see you. And the king looked at her and said, Can you pick me that flower? And to everyone's astonishment, up she jumped and ran over and plucked the flower and gave it to the king. And everyone cheered. And then he said, Can you put your foot into this sandal? And of course, she took the leather sandal and her foot fitted it perfectly. And the king looked at her and her eyes were shining and she looked at him and his eyes were kind. And well, before long, they were married and there was such a great feast and singing and merry eating. And if that feast hasn't finished yet, It continues still to this very day. And as for what happened to the stepsister and the stepmother, well, what do you think? Did they live happily ever after? Well, that's for you to decide and another story for another day. Thanks for being brave and listening to that story. Wasn't her stepmother horrid, though? It's time now for me to dig deep into my bag of happies and say some hellos and some thank yous for your pictures. Thanks to new Patreon member Xavier, who's been listening to Super Great Kids stories for a whole year. Hope you're enjoying the stories, Xavier. And thanks to all our Apple and Patreon subscribers. And to those of you who've given us a one-off donation on Ko-fi, it's you who've helped us keep going and paying for our storytellers for two whole years. And we've had some lovely reviews on Apple Podcasts, so thanks very much to Sarah and Adriana in Mexico and Sienna, who is nine in the UK, and Ellen from the US, and Rosie, who is seven from Australia. All your reviews put a wag in our tails, especially on rainy days. Now, lots of you have been sending us really lovely pictures. So, thanks to siblings from Glasgow, Iona, who is 5, and Meg, who is 6, for pictures of Baba Yaga stories. Iona, what a great picture! I like the stonework on Baba Yaga's house, and the goose sitting on the roof, and the way you've drawn the different coloured stars in the night sky. And Meg, I love all the details, like Vasilisa holding up the burning skull. She looks like a superhero, really strong and bold. And the hut on chicken legs is just great, clucking as it walks along. Well done, both of you, for such imaginative pictures. And thanks to Luke, who's four, for your Jack and the Griffin story. Luke, I really like the way you've drawn Jack and the griffin's wife. It's not very easy to draw people and yours are great. And your griffin, which is half lion and half bird, is quite magnificent. And Vivian, who is six, has painted a splendid picture of the black dragon in the Four Dragons story from China. Thank you, Vivian. I really like the bright flames coming out of the black dragon's mouth and the way you've drawn the river in the background. I'm also impressed that you used paints, which are a bit trickier to use than felt tips or pencils. I'm glad you and your brother Luke are enjoying listening to the stories with your Nana. Hurrah! And Isla, who is seven from San Jose in California, has sent a lovely drawing of the magic orange tree story. I really like the way you've shown the tree growing taller and taller as the girl sings to it, while the stepmother is up there clinging to the tree shouting, No! And such beautiful colours you've used too, Isla. Thank you for sharing it with us. And Emma, who is five, from Falkirk in Scotland, has sent a great picture of the Tramp in the Boots story. I like the way the tramp is saying no to the fairy because he doesn't want to move off the soft moss. And I also like the wish bubble where the tramp is imagining some new buttercup yellow boots. Thank you for sharing this, Emma. And Amelia, who is seven, and Zoe, who is five, from Brisbane in Australia, have shared some beautiful Baba Yaga pictures. Amelia, I love the black geese sleeping on the roof. And the little red shutters on Baba Yaga's hut. Really good. And Zoe, thanks so much for sharing your picture of Baba Yaga's hut. I like the skulls with the glowing red eyes and the huge chicken legs and your rather stylish sunshine. Baba Yaga is the scariest witch in the world. Very brave of you to listen at bedtime. Hello, too, to your little sister, Frankie. And Rosie from Toowoomba in Australia has drawn a very imaginative picture of the Native American whistling Giant story, How the Mosquito Became. I love your long-legged giants with their flaming red hair and huge eyes, Rosie. And I like the girl throwing a stone over her shoulder to create a pit of snakes. And thanks very much for sharing the portrait of your family too. That's it for this week. If you'd like to see these pictures, they're on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidstories. Thanks to all our subscribers for making this episode possible. And it's just over a week until our Super Great Kids show at the Irish Cultural Centre in Hammersmith in London on October the 9th. At the time of recording, there were some tickets left for the second show. Do come along and see us if you can. We're looking forward to meeting some of you. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London. Bye for now.